0: friends i mean i have now many friends from all around the world just because i'm communicative and i think that's one of the aspects that a good traveler should have if he wants or she or it enjoy like traveling to the fullest because also what traveling mean is means is not just like moving but also meeting people seeing cultures and all that
1: hello i'm alan hill In this podcast series of The Nostalgic Vagabond, we're talking travel, all kinds of travel, with all kinds of interesting people from all around the world. In conversation, we'll share personal anecdotes, tales of adventure, and maybe misadventure too. Listen in for some unique cultural perspectives, tips from seasoned veterans, and an array of diverse experiences that have contributed to many life-changing journeys. Travel really is a privilege. We know that now. And if we can't do it right this very moment, let's talk about it then. Hey, where are you right now? On this episode of the Nostalgic Vagabond podcast, I talk with Valentina, also known as Kookie, from kukilovestotravel.com. She is a digital nomad, writer, and content creator, with a big passion for photography and an even bigger passion for life. Valentina left her home of Croatia years ago and has since lived in three European countries and travelled through 13 or more. In this way, we are from a similar experience. But how does someone who loves to travel and explore like this respond to a global crisis where we are forced to lock down and not really go far at all? In conversation, Valentina tells the reasons why she loves to travel, where it all began, and what her specific motivations were to leave home and move to Amsterdam, and then on to Spain, where she found herself at the start of the pandemic, when the whole world began to shut down. I was curious to find out details on how Valentina managed to explore some of the Mediterranean islands during these COVID times, with such a quiet atmosphere, being able to meet locals, and not have to wait in line with tourists. Valentina explains to me how she has been able to keep positive, stay happy, and remain travel optimistic over this last year and a bit. She offers great advice on how to stay humble and maximise the travel opportunities that have been presented to us recently, like travelling more domestically and reacquainting oneself with one's home, let's say. She has some tips for places even more interesting and less touristy to visit in Croatia now too. We talk about how we can create a travel philosophy for ourselves, or at least try to be the best traveller we can be in these modern 21st-century times. Anyways, let's get to the conversation. Good evening, Valentina, and thanks very much for taking the time to come and chat on the Nostalgic Vagabond podcast.
0: Good evening, Alan. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Now, where are you exactly zooming in from tonight, curiously?
0: I'm zooming in from Solin, which is a small coastal town in Croatia near Split. Split is like the second largest city in Croatia. And Solin is actually having the biggest archaeological park in Croatia. So it's a really nice city. It's a small one, maybe 20,000 people living in here. But it's a nice place just to, you know, it, it's under the mountain. And there's the sea maybe 10 minutes with driving. And so it's a really nice spot.
1: Brilliant. I found you on Instagram when I was going through lots of different uh, hashtags of travel related things trying to find interesting people to have on my podcast and when I found you this name Kuki came up and I thought oh that's an interesting name so why why do you call yourself Kuki and why do you use this brand Kuki loves to travel
0: well it's actually funny because um, it's not too much related to me let's say but when I was opening Instagram account I had no idea where to go with it where this path will take me you know and my boyfriend gave me idea to open Instagram and blog and to start sharing my stories and photos with other people and he said you're writing very well and we have good photos so why not to share and I was thinking okay why not and then when I had this moment to think about the name. I had no idea what to choose. (laughs) And it was the same year when my father passed away. So it was still kind of fresh and Cookie was his nickname. I had no idea why. And he also had this tattoo called Cookie, but only difference I had before name with you. So it wasn't double O, cookie, Mm. but it was with you. And over time, I realized people find it hard to spell and to write. So (laughs) I started thinking more about, you know, things like that when I started growing. And then I said, okay, I'm going to change it. But people already know me for cookie. So I decided to leave it. And then I just added in the beginning uh, loves to travel because I wanted something related to traveling and that's it. I'm really bad at um, choosing names, so <laughs> that was the reason. But it's still kind of personal in a way. Well, it's it's different and it stands
1: out. And I think that's great because it differentiates you from, from other people who are doing similar things if you have a name that is unique. So, you know, that's great. And it definitely caught my attention because the word kooky I had... Heard of before, uh, because we do say it occasionally in Australia, and the the translation might be someone who's eccentric or a little bit n- sort of not stereotypical of society and a bit unique, and that's great. You know that that sets you apart from that's like your USP. It sets you apart from the others. So Kuki loves to travel. Now, what are the main reasons, Valentina, why you like to travel?
0: Well, ever since I was little, I love to explore unexplored places and the places where I never been to before. And this is this was the main reason why I decided to you know move abroad and move around and explore new places. For me, it's not just it, it's not just going to another country, but just going to some other place. It it can be also the same city, just a different corner, different street, doesn't matter. So um, the main reasons are those. So exploring the unexplored, just uh, seeing something new. I love to see other colors, other plants, other people, other cultures, anything different, like other way of building something everything new it's really what makes me happy and I think this is the main reason why I love to travel
1: it seems that you're a very curious person and throwing yourself into unknown situations is a great way to constantly learn new things isn't it so I suppose you can become addicted to that and is that something that maybe is happening to you
0: not really. I mean, I guess we are addicted to many things, even though we don't realize that today it's very easy to get addicted, even with sugar, you know, there's sugar everywhere, <laughs> even though we avoid it. Like, I don't eat chocolate. I don't eat sugar. But yes, you do. You really eat it in pasta. You eat it in here and there, you know, <laughs> so I could be. I don't know, but it's. I think addictive means that in one point, if I don't travel for a while, I will start Being nervous or I don't know, something like that. I don't get that. Mm. Although I feel that in one point, if I don't explore other places, I feel like I need to do something. I have this feeling. It's maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's addiction, but it's like a call. It calls me to move, to go, to explore something. Mm.
1: Can you remember the very first time you went on an adventure? Like, were you quite young or were you a teenager? And did it have an influence on you to the point where it inspired you to keep doing traveling and going on adventures?
0: Definitely. Um, First time I was for, first time when I went somewhere further than, like, I don't know, 50 kilometers, I was going alone from Split to Zagreb, like 400 kilometers or a bit more. With a train, I kind of escaped from my house. <laughs> and I wanted to see that, you know, metropola, capital city. So I just went there. And I remember the first step when I went out of the train, everything was like, wow, big, different. And just that fact that I'm alone in a big city, like triple bigger than a split, it was amazing. I think... At that point, I just wanted more. I just wanted bigger cities. I just wanted further destinations. Um, I, I love this challenge. I love this challenge when I need to, you know, get around, find places to eat, find, you know, I really loved it. I don't know. And I also love the people. I love new people. I love, you know, exchanging energies and meeting new, new souls. This is also what I really like. And especially, I mean, Croatia is not so big, but if you go from coast to, you know, um, upper part, continental part, you will also find a different, I mean, it's the same language, but it's a different dialect. So it's, it's very, you know, it's nice to to listen to, to you know, new, new sounds and new words and everything.
1: Yeah. So you're originally from Croatia and your first experiences were going from where you grew up in a smaller city to the bigger city of Zagreb. But when you got older again, you wanted to explore even further. And From my current understandings from the correspondence we've had earlier, you you moved to the Netherlands for some time and you also lived in Spain for some time. What was your motivation for going even further, leaving Croatia, your home country, and going to experience living and I imagine working abroad in another country with a totally different language and different cultures? Did you have any expectations for that or were you just open to whatever was going to happen?
0: I was very open for whatever is going to happen. I mean, I used to live in um, tourism um, sector and uh, I was a waitress for many years and in hotels as a receptionist and so on. So I was kind of influenced a lot with other people, other cultures already in Croatia, but only during the summer when was, you know, season time. So I, I always wanted something more, something bigger. And in my small city where I grew up, Many people know many people, you know, I mean, it's like 20,000 people. And, you know, you can't see often, I don't know, Americans, Australians, you know, people from other countries. So I just decided to to see something else, you know, to get more motivated, more inspired, because what I understood and what I thought is the bigger the city, you know the bigger the ideas you know in a small town it's it's hard you know there there are not many people and things are more or less the same and when you come in a bigger city where for for example amsterdam i, I first abroad uh, was amsterdam where i moved and there is like more than 180 nationalities so everybody is bringing one idea you know from their homeland to Amsterdam so that's amazing you know and this I think those cities are perfect for let's say uh, finding your soulmate or finding your business partner or your best friend or whatever and before I was to Czech Republic Prague and uh, London but I was just traveling there so already at that point I realized wow you know big cities this is where I like you know I I mean to be honest, I really love nature and nature side. I really like peace and, you know, all this. But from the other hand, I'm also very like, I like people. So for me, it's a balance. But for living, I prefer to live in a little bit bigger city mm. because, you know, these ideas and possibilities. And this this is what I new that I can have if I move abroad because Croatia is a good country but economically is not good this was also one of the reasons why I decided to move uh, the system is not so great i mean healthcare system government and all these you know you are trying to let's say open something you know a company and they are always asking for one more paper and the procedures are very complicated And people are kind of negative and nervous. I mean, as a tourist, when you come to Croatia, you might not notice that. But if you live there every day, you might see, you know, the reality. (laughs) So, and especially because I was living here for 20 years, you know, and you get bored. I mean, you just want something else. I mean, I know people who are living in Croatia for like 50 plus years and they, weren't moving abroad, but you know we are all different, and I'm kind of person that I just want to see the world, see what is out there, and that's it.
1: yeah, I can totally relate to you, Valentina, with the idea that a bigger city with more people and a more diverse range of personalities, world views, and opinions can open your eyes to many things that you had not considered before because you were not exposed to that living in a small town for me. I grew up in Australia and I spent many years in a town probably similar size to you, maybe a little bit less than 20,000, though it would be more than 20,000 today. But I remember it being quite a homogenous experience and everyone was pretty much the same. Hmm. And I felt that there was more to life than everybody having a similar kind of idea. And so I went traveling as well. And I discovered cities like uh, Montreal and London and Toronto, Berlin, Mm -hmm. like big cities have a huge mix of people, like you said, from all over the place. And you can learn so much from the people you meet there because they've got different opinions and ideas and perspectives because they come from different cultures and have had different experiences. And I think that's a great learning tool, you know, getting in amongst it and having conversations with an open mind and learning from other people. And um, I'm glad that you were able to discover that at such a young age. I think a lot of people maybe uh, need to do more of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was 21 when I moved to Amsterdam. But in the beginning, I kind of was pushing that idea to everyone, but I realized that it's not for everyone, you know, not everyone has like the guts to do that. You know, a lot of people are afraid, although I believe we all should confront our fears and try to do it because we don't have nothing to lose. I always say, you know, if you grew up with a family in a place, you can always come back there, you know, Mm. I mean, you will always get around. You will always find, you know, you can always clean something. You will never be hungry, you know, just try. You know, at least you tried, you know. You you never know what can happen from it, you know, where the path can lead you.
1: That's a really good optimistic and proactive and positive mindset. Now, to my understanding, Valentina, you moved to Spain after your time in the Netherlands. Is that right?
0: Yes, that's right. After almost four years in the Netherlands.
1: Mm, and you were in Spain last year at the start of the pandemic. Yes. I remember seeing some uploads on Instagram with you um, about a year ago i suppose maybe a little bit less you were exploring a lot of spain because during the pandemic you couldn't really go anywhere else so there are a lot of people in the last year or so who had all of their travel plans cancelled thrown in the bin and they couldn't do anything some people were lucky enough that they could explore their own country and because you were in spain you were able to explore some of the spanish islands which would have been an interesting experience because I imagine it would have been very quiet and not many tourists around. So what was that experience like? First of all, being able to travel sort of locally and domestically, but also traveling when it might have been a bit weird because it was quiet and no tourists around.
0: It was kind of weird in a way. I mean, I didn't saw that difference only you know uh, uh, clubs were closed but the people i met there who were locals uh, told me that it's such a weird time of the year because usually pizza was very crowded and tourists were were all around i mean there were some tourists but mostly some dutch people german people french people but only a few and for me it was great i mean i i also love you know, festivals, clubbing, I'm like 50-50 person. I love this and I love that. But I, the, my primary goal for Ibiza was to explore the nature because as I see it, you can party anywhere. <laughs> I mean, okay, there are some big, uh, great festivals, maybe like Burning Man and places like this. These are wow places. But still, I think we should explore as much as we can when we are there. I mean so uh, Ibiza really amazed me it it was strange a bit as I said but I really did enjoy it because there were no lines or something like that I could have like the whole place for myself and this was very unique unique, and it was peaceful but still I felt that island vibe I don't know it 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 was it was nice I, I still call it a magical island I think every island is in a way magical it has this I don't know, kind of tropical vibe and you know sea breeze, and so it, it was, it was cool, definitely. And I'm grateful to experience Ibiza in, in in this time of the year because there are some good things and aspects of COVID. I mean, it's always something good and bad, and this is the same with COVID as well.
1: Speaking of the nature in Ibiza. Did you come across anything of particular notice when you were there? Did you find any nice trails or vistas to look upon or um, see any interesting animals on your nature experiences on the island?
0: There were many lizards. I saw like uh, on Balearic Islands, there are so many lizards. And in every island, there's a bit different kind of lizard. And they're so huge. They're like snakes. And I was um, hiking (laughs) to... Esvedra viewpoint. It's a small island, actually a rock, and it's more than 400 meters tall. And some people say, I mean, there are many myths related to it. Some say it's a third magnetic spot on planet earth. I'm not sure, but there are many stories about it. But what I know, is the view is amazing. It makes you feel so small and you can just come near the edge there and you are just observing that island in the Baltic Sea there and it's amazing. So I was going on these hiking trails and I, find, I found some other viewpoints, some, how to say, like fortress and down there was a hidden beach called sapadrera or atlantis as some people call it (laughs) and in like 70s hippies were coming there and they were doing some art in limestone and things like that so there are some quite interesting places Um, what i like to do wherever i go is to ask local people because locals know the best and i also do a lot of googling because i don't like to just go to these touristic places I like to just pass there, okay, I saw it, but what I'm interested more is um, to see those hidden gems and, you know, uh, secret places, let's say secret
1: places. (laughs) (laughs) I've been following you on Instagram for a little while now, and something that I've caught is the vibe that you have a very smiley, very positive and optimistic outlook on life in general. So... If you sort of think back to the year that's passed, it's been incredibly difficult um, for a lot of people, but it seems, Valentina, that you've been able to stay very positive about life and travel even in these weird COVID times. Do you have a a, a few strategies maybe that you could share of, of how do you stay positive and happy even though we're in a very weird situation that can be difficult?
0: I think the key is to be humble. Like what I do is, to wake up every day and just be thankful that you're alive for one more day. You know, you you kept yourself alive and you have one more chance to do something good, to do something something great. So this is what I like to do. And we, we are now living in times when we are very much influenced with a lot of things. And we are presented as we need many things, which is not true. We don't need so many things. I mean, I am living abroad for like six years and I was moving a lot. And I realized the less I have, the more happy I am. I think we should just be happy with what we have. I mean, it's not a race. We don't need to be like somebody else. We don't need to have what somebody else has. We don't need this. I mean, we should just ask ourselves many times. Do I really need this? Do I really want this? Will this make me happy or I'm just hungry for something, for some reason? So I think humble is the way to live. And this is what I try to do. And whenever, I mean, I also have bad days, but on those bad days, I try to ask myself, okay, what is good? I mean, Mm. there's always a good and bad and there's always white and black. So we should find that middle. And I also think we should try to feed our brain and our body. So try to eat good, try to do good for yourself, relax as much as you can, read, you know, um, knowledge is the best food for our brain. And as well, you know, just try to nourish yourself, you know. And, and I think um, being good and doing good for others and for yourself is, is in a way, in a long run, making everything better. Just that mental state is being much stronger. And then it's easier to, you know, go through COVID or I don't know any other happening or um, the natural disasters or whatever comes on our way. I mean, change is the only constant thing. And this is what I always saying. And as humans, we are in a way monkeys you know but with a bigger (laughs) brain (laughs) and we are animals i mean we are also animals and we will adapt to anything so people always forget that and we are like we we are feeding ourselves with fear and with a lot of these things that we are reading from outside and seeing but we should just more often, look in ourselves and just try to be a good friend with yourself, and then you will realize everything is fine and you know it's going how it should go, and it will always be better, you know.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting, Valentina. I can connect with a lot of those things you said, and you opened with saying to maintain a sense of humility and, and staying humble, and I think that's really wonderful, and that just puts that viewpoint of it's just a good perspective to to not expect or want and to be happy with what you have and to just pass through this life with uh, a sense of gratefulness you know things will be good and bad but find the balance and just continue pushing forward to to live your best life i think that's that's really nice it's almost like someone who was, you know, 60, 70 years old would say to their grandchild, and you already know this wisdom already. (laughs) So kudos to you, Valentina.
0: Yeah, I think in a way, it's not a problem if we, you know, fall down. It's a problem if we stop and we stay at the same place. You know, it's not even a problem if we are in the same place for like days, weeks. But one day you should just say, hey, I should move forward, you know, because I think there's everything could be illusion. In a way. Mm. It's just now what is real. You know, each second is like past already. So I think it's just being now and being more focused that's the key, you know, and just uh, keep on riding. It's just the ride. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> now talking about traveling, the lack of being able to travel internationally and to travel abroad, which has been for most of us the reality, but you've been able to travel domestically since you've moved back to your home. Home country of Croatia. How has that been for you being back at home, let's say, and using this time where you can't really go anywhere else to really explore your home native land and spend the time, like you said, traveling to new places, even though they're still home?
0: Well, I think wherever we are and wherever we were, we still have places that we didn't saw. So I I just change my approach. I mean, before I was a lot younger and I was thinking, okay, Croatia is boring. I mean, I knew that there are a lot more places for me to see, even in Croatia. But as I'm getting older, I'm even returning to the same places because I see it. I think as much as we are changing, places might be the same, but we are changing. So when I whenever you come Somewhere for the second time or the third time, you might see something else. You might experience something else, uh, something else. So, I, I think there's everywhere something new to see, and uh, especially to observe it from another perspective. So, I'm kind of enjoying here. I, I was lucky to be now here when it's not lockdown time. I mean, okay, there's still a lot of restrictions, and the bars, restaurants are not fully open. Just the terraces. But I'm not very concerned because I really like the nature side. So nature is always open as long as it's not locked down. I'm just trying to use that time and explore it. Have you
1: discovered yourself finding more of a sense of identity by exploring your home country? Or has it really just been a, a matter of appreciation of the nature that Croatia has?
0: A matter of appreciation. I, I kind of lost that. I don't know, home work, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm moving all the time somewhere. For me, home is something I'm I'm having in me and I'm taking it with me wherever I go. So it's more like appreciation of Croatia as a country and, and her nature, places and, and all these towns and even the people. And I'm just trying to appreciate everything and, you know, to, to have this kind of state of mind.
1: Yeah, that's a similar idea for me. I left Australia where I grew up over 10 years ago now. Oh. And similarly to you, I would say, Valentino, I wanted to see if there was more to this world than where I was from. And I knew there was. I had to go and go on an adventures and experiences for myself. When you say you carry home with you, I totally understand that as well, because I think I was counting yesterday for something that I was uh, sending away to a producer. I I had lived in, I think, uh, 24 different places or something in my life, which seems like a lot. (laughs) And I feel at home pretty much everywhere I go. More recently, I've been thinking about if I did go back to Australia what would that experience be like? Would it be like a rediscovery or would it just be like reappreciating what that place where I come from has to offer and then seeing it with new eyes, seeing it with more mature and wise eyes? So that's a curious thing that I may have the opportunity to do at some point, but right now, no, (laughs) I still have to wait.
0: Well, to be honest, I wasn't coming home for two and a half years after Amsterdam. So first time I came to Croatia was after two and a half years. And I felt like alien, you know, on planet Earth. (laughs) Everything was so strange for me because, you know, I kind of lost that sense of connectiveness with with this place. And especially when you're living with so many nationalities and and you're having some different external, you know, things around. you, You just come here and you're like, wow, you know, and it took me some time to get used to. So I don't know. You you just have to go and see, mm-hmm. you know, one day.
1: Yeah, for sure. I've been to Croatia before. I was there in 2017 and I explored a few places just in five or six days. But I discovered that there are so many islands that Croatia have, let's say. Have you had the opportunity to explore some of these islands during these COVID times? And would you have any recommendations for people... To check out maybe particular nature spots or particular beaches or small villages once we're allowed to travel again and visit Croatia.
0: Definitely, um, Croatia has more than one thousand two hundred islands. It's pretty much a lot. <laughs> a lot of people are just going to Hvar Island, you know, Vis Island, Pag Island, you know, and places like that. But there are so many more smaller islands that are less crowded. I mean, I don't know now in the future how crowded. Any place would Mm. be. I don't know. I think the smaller, the place, it has like more soul. I'm not sure. But, you know, you can meet a lot more locals there. And there's this um, island. I explored it maybe like two months ago. It's called Pashman Island. Also um, Murter Island. Those are islands in the middle of Croatia, like near Zadar City. As well, Wyss, okay, we is now, now much known. Mm-hmm. But let's say on Huar Island, many people don't go to um, Yerolim, um, these Paklani Islands. These are small islands next to Huar. Many people just go to Palmijana, Sustipanska, but they don't go to Yerolim. And there's like also a Nudis beach. I mean, apart from that, the island is amazing. I think there I saw the one of the, the most beautiful beaches in the world if i could say i think it's even voted for one of the best beaches in europe uh, nudist beaches actually naturist natur, naturist beaches i guess <laughs> this is maybe the better name i'm yeah, not sure <laughs> a, a
1: nudist beach is maybe not a tourist beach just to be just to be clear
0: <laughs> yeah maybe not a tourist beach. <laughs> um but also um towns like omish town it's maybe like 20 kilometers from split and that town is amazing. It has like two fortresses, I think nine churches. It has a canyon, river Cetina, sea, many viewpoints. It, it's really a beautiful place. Also Salona, Solin, my city. It has the Salona, the biggest archaeological park. There are many villages, especially in Lika. It's a middle part of croatia uh where is the longest mountain called velebit and there are some villages with like 20 people living there and it's beautiful it's it, it's always not so crowded even in the past in the high season and there are many hiking trails for people who like mountains hiking you can also do some of adventure sports there There are quite a few beautiful places. Uh, I think Dubrovnik, Split, Trogir, Zagreb, you know, these big towns are nice to see and all. But I think more people should focus on these smaller places as well.
1: It's a very good cultural experience to see the big cities and the big towns, sure. But going to the smaller places that maybe are off the tourist radar is a great opportunity to experience just real life culture in the country that you're visiting because there's no like famous signs or brands or you know tourism marketed things it's just life and that's a great thing to observe as a visitor isn't it
0: true definitely i would agree
1: or or or, or even as a as a a foreign as a as a native person as well now i'm a little bit jealous valentina in a way because you're from croatia And Croatia is a wonderful place to explore because you're sort of stuck there. You have to staycation and stay within Croatia for your travels. But all of us, wherever we live, every country has wonderful things, unique things that are specific to each country. So, I mean, if you live in Belgium, you can explore Belgium and see beautiful towns and nature, and if you're from Germany, if you're from Canada, Mexico, Argentina, China, wherever, every country has wonderful things to explore within their boundaries. Do you think, this is a hypothetical question, Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you think that once, let's say, these COVID times disappear, if that, if that is a thing we can say, do you think people will still want to staycation within their boundaries of their nation? Or do you think once the shackles have been released, there'll be like a tourism tsunami and people were going all over the globe, just going, get me out, get me out, I need to visit somewhere else. <laughs> like animals from cages, huh? <laughs> what do you think?
0: Well, I think there will be like a bit of these and bit of those, you know? Some people will still be afraid to travel. And some people will just be wild and go everywhere, you know. I just honestly believe that we in the future travel more wisely, if I can say like that, like more sustainably, because before COVID, it was like mass tourism in many places. And we did really bad things because we were kind of selfish. I want to go to every country in the world, you know. But from the other hand, we maybe weren't thinking that much. I mean, for sure, we weren't thinking too much about the environment, our impact, and all these aspects that were in a long run, you know, doing harm to this planet. So this is my answer. I think both, but I honestly believe it will be a little bit smarter in, in the future from from us.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, and that sort of segues nicely into my next point, which was that you were in a magazine article feature not too long ago, and it was talking about eco tourism. So I was just wondering, what ways would you suggest that travellers can be more eco-friendly or eco-conscious when it comes to their travels?
0: Well... I think we don't need to do that much. I mean, it can be anything from choosing, like instead of airplanes, choose like boats, trains, buses. Those um, transports are having less environmental impact than the, the the airplanes. Just do things like have with yourself um, reusable bo- bottle for water, like stainless steel or whatever. Don't buy plastic bottles just refill water okay i know in some countries it's not possible to do that like in germany spain but there's always a way you know um try to buy local try to use local like go to the markets don't go to the grocery store even if you go to the grocery store just try to pick locally grown foods Always try to buy from, you know, street marketers, you know, those souvenirs, not from like, I don't know, some kind of souvenir shop. I'm trying to, you know, give more to smaller people, smaller companies, let's say like that, than the bigger ones. And also these small things like try to have less, try to buy less. You don't need that much. You don't need things, things, things. Just try to buy some food and something like that. Just some spices or whatever. And I think even if we do these small things, even if somebody brings that reusable Bottle for water, I think that's already a big thing, and of course, don't throw plastic around plastic bags, like just have one bag or two bags with you. There are cloth bags, and just you know take them with you wherever you go, and that's it Backpack and things like that
1: what you were saying about traveling earlier in the podcast that you really like to experience new places and learn and have new experiences. And that can be a challenge, I suppose, but a challenge that you really relish and enjoy doing. Is it a bit deeper than that as well? Do you find that you've developed like a travel philosophy for yourself?
0: In a way, but I mean, it's maybe like personal philosophy. It kind of connected me more with myself and the world around me. I just realized um, with traveling that in a way we are all one. I mean, we, we might, Seem different, but actually, we are all, you know, experiencing the same problems, the same issues. We all cry, we all love, we all, I don't know, are nervous for things. And I think traveling did help me to understand deeper about our existence, although I don't know what is the actual truth, and maybe the actual truth doesn't even exist because I think there are like gazillion other, other truths, you know, (laughs) everyone has its own uh, way of, of seeing that one truth. But I think it just helped me in that way that I'm more aware of myself and the world around me and the other people around me. And that's it, I guess. I might, I I need to maybe think more about this question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I threw that one in there just to stump you. (laughs) Yeah. So, Valentina, a question that I would like to know your opinion about. What are some good qualities that you think a traveler should have?
0: I think empathy and awareness are the main two, but as well, the possibility to get around quickly to think quickly I mean if there is a problem then you should be able to get yourself out of it and you know try to solve that as fast as you can communication like you have to be a communicative person in order to find some good places and to meet friends i mean i have now many friends from all around the world just because i'm communicative and i think that's one of the aspects that a good traveler should have if he wants or she or it enjoy like traveling to the fullest because also what traveling mean is means is not just like moving but also meeting people seeing cultures and all that but, yeah, I think awareness and empathy, because um, as much as we like to travel and feed our, you know, need or whatever our passion, we also should think about the place where we go, how we live with what we live, what we take and, you know, how we treat those people and especially in some countries that are um, having like strict rules, um, stronger religions or culture. I think we also should be able to adapt to these places, not just to go and be like rebel person. You know, we should have respect. That that That's also one good um, point that every good traveler should have.
1: Mm, that's great. Something that I wanted to ask you in terms of I guess, personality. And we're going to get to the personality quiz just after this part. But if you were to close your eyes, Valentina, and just think, and if I threw out this word or collection of words, happy travels, is there a memory or a vision that comes to your mind?
0: Well, definitely related to my boyfriend, because I had the best traveling with him. And it's usually... It was usually our road trips to Spain and to Greece, to Crete Island, and like a lot of funny adventures that we have in Spain, like the times when I stabbed myself with the banana in the open eye (laughs) by accident. (laughs) And along that road trip, when we met so many funny people, (laughs) yeah, I think... Yeah, the, these are these are the memories related to happy travels for me.
1: Brilliant. Okay, it's time for my favorite four. So, are you ready for my favorite four? Born ready. Question number one, Valentina, what is your favorite form of transportation?
0: Hmm. a car.
1: Okay. What is your favorite international greeting?
0: I think hola. It's uh, Spanish. So hola, I I don't know, maybe because I really love Spanish language. And both Catalan, both Castellano. (laughs) So it's hola.
1: Okay, great. What is your favorite month in the year?
0: June, because it's my birthday (laughs) and it's the beginning of summer and yeah those are the reason and it's my mother's birthday so maybe because of that as well but (laughs) mostly because it's related to summer and I love summer
1: okay and the last question Valentina what is your favorite road trip so far
0: I would definitely say the road trip to no three years ago in Spain in Catalonia, when my boyfriend and I went for 11 days and we were going through all Catalonia part, Costa Brava. And we, as I already mentioned, we had like many funny moments and experiences there. But I'm also kind of, I have to also say the road trip in Greece, Crete Island, because that island was... I don't know. I felt like I was already there. It was super wild and it had all these roads, but kind of dangerous roads without any fence. And and it was just like dirty old (laughs) roads. And we were going all around the island and, you know, mountains. And it it was amazing. So I, I think Spain, because... It was funny. It was cool. There, are a lot of, there were a lot of these towns and, and beaches. But then Crete, because it was super wild. And all these scenes and landscapes. It, it was amazing. So both of them. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I see. My favorite four.
0: The
1: last thing. Valentina, that I would like to get you to talk about is tell the listeners about your website, about your Instagram, your social media, and any entrepreneurial things that you're up to, and what Kuki Loves to Travel is doing in the future.
0: I have a blog, so it's to com, and there you can read uh, many blog articles about the places where I've been traveling to. A lot of photography, traveling tips about the equipment and how to save money tips because I'm kind of low budget traveler. I try to, you know, spend as less as I can and, and to see as much as I can. As well, I'm leading, um, I'm having Instagram account, Cookie Loves to Travel is the handle. And there you can also see a little bit fresh content from The place where I am now and some stories and as well, some stories from my previous travels, some tips, some Instagram tips, because I'm also um, social media manager and I'm um, in digital marketing for like two years But also I'm doing um, vlogs um, on my YouTube channel. You can find many vlogs from Croatia, Spain, and and all the places where I've been to adventure sports and and things like that. So yeah, these are the places where you can follow me. In the future, I'm planning to post more about the places where I am from the birth perspective. There's one news, me and my boyfriend um, bought a drone. So we will um, record more from the air um, whenever we are allowed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm planning to focus more on videos in the future, but as well, um, photography, because photography is my big love. And I will try to write more blogs. So I'm trying to have diverse uh, content. So if you just follow me, you can just enjoy, because I'm always trying to give some tips on how to be like positive, happy, because I'm that kind of person, let's say, and I'm trying to also give a little bit from my experience and and how I see the world and how you can, you know, just be happy no matter what.
1: Exactly. And you can share those happy vibes. And I will include links to all of your content, your handles and your websites in the show notes of the podcast. Um, so people can find out more information through those links, find more happiness through your happiness, let's say, and uh, yeah, that's the end. Um, we had a few internet issues, but I think we've heard, we've persevered. But our- Valentina, I just like to say a big thank you for coming on the Nostalgic Vagabond podcast.
0: Thank you, Alan, so much for inviting me. This was a um, pleasure. Cool, and. Cool. I'm happy, and in the future, maybe we can do it again. And I wish you all the best, and thanks to everyone everyone who is listening.
1: Thanks for listening to The Nostalgic Vagabond. I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation. And if you would like to listen to other interesting talks on travel, there are more podcasts available. Check them out wherever you get your podcasts. And for updates, just follow me at The Nostalgic V. Don't forget, your journey is special. Own it. I've been Alan Hill. Until next time. If you enjoy listening to the Nostalgic Vagabond, why not support the podcast? If you haven't already, subscribe and you'll be notified when new apps drop. You can also support the podcast by leaving a rating or a review on your podcast app. Why not share this episode? Tell your friends about it if something resonated with you. Word of mouth is great promotion. If you're into social media, maybe post a screenshot of the episode or upload the link on your profile so your mates can see what interesting content you've been into lately. All your support comes straight back and helps to keep the travel content and nostalgia of this podcast going. Cheers. So don't forget to subscribe.